0: Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. I am who God says I am, a child of God, the righteousness of God. I am the apple of God's eye. I am God's workmanship created for good works and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I open up my mind to receive the word of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up holy hands, say it with me. Come Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name, amen? Come on, love on somebody, tell them they're looking good. About living in the supernatural, because this is our year, come on, of the supernatural. And uh, our core scripture is Ephesians 3 verse 20 and you can read on the big bible in the sky if you'd like to read this with me say it with me now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes and dreams think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes and dreams To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. How long is forever and ever? Come on, it's forever and ever. And so when you hear that, now to him, to God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. We go, yes, yes, yes. And then there's that pause according to the power that works within us. So in other words, God is able to do what God can do according to the power that's within us. Let me say it a different way. God is able to do what he does best, and that's be God according to the way that you see him in your life. See, God doesn't really work for some people because they don't really see him as God. They doubt God, and if you doubt God, he can't be God in your life. You see, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, but it's according to the power that works within us. So I want to talk to you today about supernatural power and that God wants you to be powerful. Some of you are sitting here and you don't feel very powerful. You've got situations, circumstances that are going on in your life. So just up front, I want Keila to prophesy. Keila, come stand here. And Keila spoke something in the first service that she didn't speak in the second service, and I want her to speak it in the second service. No, but you did? I didn't hear you in the second service. So I want you to say those three things, because she's about to prophesy something over you. Those of you who don't know it, she's a prophet. Say, so what does that mean? She's an outspeaker for God. What does that mean? What she says happens in the name of Jesus. I'm her daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm her daughter. I'm your daughter, and I know these things about you. Mommy. Speak over them because something's about to shift. Here we go. We're not playing with this. Get your hands up. Here we go. In Jesus' name, I speak that your storms are going to turn into solutions. Stop right there. So if you're in some kind of storm in your life right now, stand up. If you've got a storm going on, stand up. All right, speak the next thing. In Jesus' name, I speak that your problems are going to turn into promises. right now and you're not already standing up by the way I want you to look around and see how many people are in a storm you're not alone so your storm might be your problem but the storm what is going to turn into a solution your problem is going to turn into a promise I got this problem I got this problem I got this problem yeah because God says, I'm going to use your problem. I'm going to work all things together for your good. So I'm going to use this problem to bring about your promise. Quit focusing on the problem because the promise is umbilically connected to the problem. So don't wish for the problem to go away. Pray for the strength to benefit from the problem in the name of Jesus. Okay. What's the And I believe in Jesus' name that your mess is gonna turn into a message. Lift up your hands right now. Father, I thank you we seal this word, we receive it. Just say out loud, say, I receive it. I receive it, come on. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, According to the power that works in us, God, bring your super right now into our natural. On this last day of Miracle Month, March 31st, I thank you, God, that you are bringing miracles into people's lives. I thank you, God, that miracles have been set in motion now for the rest of the year. I prophesy miracles in April, in May, in June, in July, August, September, October, November, and December, and that 2019 is not just gonna be a year where we say supernatural, but God's super is coming into your natural and things are shifting your way in the name of Jesus. Come on, put a big hand clap on that. Now you can be seated. Everyone say hi to McKinney. Hello, McKinney. Thank you for being a part of us. What God's doing there, we are one church, two locations, and we're just so honored to have you guys, and I hope you can sense that it's already started in Jesus' name, amen? It is already started in Jesus' name. So God's gonna drop some stuff on you today, and why don't you just say out loud with your own mouth, I am ready for whatever God has. The old church song goes like this. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to say some things today that might freak you out a little bit, but I'm going to tell you something, God doesn't do his super into your natural without it freaking your natural out a little bit. So I've kind of always lived on this side of life, so I'm used to it. But some of you aren't used to it. And I'm just telling you, it's gonna become instinctive and miracles are gonna become a part of the norm. And God's super invading your natural is just gonna become a part of the norm. And God working things out is just gonna become a part of your norm in Jesus' name. so. So supernatural power. You know, I, I've always been drawn to, um, to power. My name Kraft in German means power. And that's the truth. And so my real name is Keith Power. Because that's the way I see myself. And so I don't let myself off the hook with that. Uh, that God, there's a destiny on my life, even in my name. God says, I know your name. And even in your name, there's destiny in your name and what God wants to do in and through your life. And so um, so I've always been attracted to superheroes. Some of you know the story, if you've been around here very long, but I kind of saw myself as a child, as Superman being one of my favorite characters. And I'd tie uh, a um, towel around my neck and get on top of my garage. And we had, uh, before you could get the round trampolines, we actually had an Olympic sized trampoline in our backyard, but I could drag it and I would drag it over by Uh, our garage and i would jump off the garage onto the trampoline and try to fly as far across the yard as i could and uh and then uh, i had a bright idea one day that i could actually fly over the fence into the alley and so um so that's what happened and i I actually became pretty pretty good at that without breaking everything in my body but i was always attracted to that and and god for everything in the natural come on y'all help me there's a supernatural correlation. And so, so whatever you honor, you attract, you draw to yourself. And so when I talk to you about supernatural power, um, I take this very seriously. Uh, at 59, I'm probably stronger at 59 than I was when I was 29 because I've not only continued to exercise, but I've continued to tell my body, you're going to do what I want it to do. And uh, we're going to get stronger. And, yeah, eventually I'm going to die. I know that. But while I'm alive, I'm going to be as strong as I can be. I can tell you that. Both physically and spiritually and emotionally and financially, that is my desire. And so, uh, so anyway, it's not about being just physically fit. It's about taking very seriously that I've been given this body. God gave me this body. Uh, I'm a steward over this body. I'm a steward over my mind. Uh, I'm a steward over my finances. I'm a steward over everything that concerns me, all my relationships. Um, It it doesn't matter what it is in my life. God has given me gifts. He's given you gifts. That's why we spent about six weeks talking about supernatural uh, finances or supernatural stewardship, and I hope that helped you, and I hope this year that you're getting things in order. I've gone into debt reduction mode. In fact, we're reducing debt in our church. Just this next month, we'll we'll write a check for $250,000 just towards debt reduction. And we're going to do that every quarter until this is paid off. And then maybe it'll be a million dollars every quarter. I'm about that. You know why? Because I'm about handling God's money well. And so, so anyway, all that to say that the Bible says in the book of Romans, that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. But we don't live like that. And certainly oftentimes we don't act like that. And, uh, and so, but I want to remind you of that today, that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, I don't know if they can find it quick. I, I tell everybody not to be mad at me last service because I was bam, 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 bam. It wasn't in my notes, like this in my notes. But, but I wanted them to put it up there if they can. Uh, it should be Romans 8, 11, thereabouts, around there. But in the New Living Translation, I would like to show it if they get it. But I want you to get it. I want you to get this. This is the word of the living God. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead Dwells in you, and we don't just consciously live that way. We consciously live with storms, and we consciously live with problems, Keila, and we consciously live with 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 uh, messes that we make or that other people make. But the same spirit. Everybody say supernatural. Of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your natural body. How? By his spirit. By his spirit. Through his spirit that dwells in you. So, so I want to awaken something in you. Awaken a reality in you today that, that you are supernatural. And that God wants you to have power. Power and to understand that you have power. So, so if we're going to, to understand that God wants to, us not only to live in the supernatural, but for it to become instinctive in our life, if we have the same spirit, the same supernatural, whatever it is about God, that raised Jesus from the dead, that it dwells in us, then we've got to discover that. And the way that we discover that we truly have supernatural power is, take a look at your notes, see yourself like God. It's very difficult for us to see ourselves like God. We we just don't understand. It's we it's very difficult for us. Uh, we we define ourselves in a lot of different ways. I mean, are you male or female, or or are you are you uh, are you you know what's your nationality? What's your ethnicity? Everybody tries to like fit you into, oh okay, well as long as I if I know that you're African American or if I know that you're. Uh, white, or if I know that you're Asian, or if I know this about you, then I can somehow know more about you based on the box that the world puts you in. You know, what's your preferences? What's your likes? On and on and on. And, and, and then we, we measure ourselves against other people, and we measure our own significance based on how we're doing in relationship to either somebody else that's in our industry or somebody else that's our age and somehow the older that we get, we think we should be doing better because we're getting older. And how many of you older people have learned that just because you get older doesn't mean you get better? But things can get better if you'll get better no matter how old you are. So in other words, that's why we're a, a church that's about elevating your thinking so you can elevate your life. We're about personal growth and development. Why? Because if you'll grow better, everything in your life will grow better. If you'll grow up, everything will have to follow where you're growing. You see, you're going to grow up or grow down. You're going to grow forward or grow backwards. You're going to grow somehow. You're going to grow, so you decide how are you going to grow. So it's very important for us to understand that if we are going to really live in this supernatural, be be who God says that we can be, we've got to see ourselves like God. So there's an Instagram post that I posted recently. I think they've got a picture of it. And it just simply says this, what you see is what you get. Seeing the way you see life is determined by the way you see yourself. So, So really hear that. Whatever you're seeing in your life right now is determined by the way you see yourself. The way you see yourself will determine the way you see others. So most people see reactively. Let me explain this. They see based on what others see. Do you see what I see? They see based on what others say. But the real truth, they see everything and everyone based on how they see themselves. See, the truth about you is that you see everything in your life and everyone in your life through the prism of yourself. So we don't see things based on how things are. We see things based on how we are. Until you see yourself how God sees you, you will be relegated to how you see you, how others see you, and worst of all, how you think others see you. So you're not who you think you are. Somebody put an amen on that. You're not who others think you are. Put an amen, amen on that. You're not who you think other people think you are. You are who God says you are. You are who God says you are. So why do we come to the house of God? Why do we study the word of God? So that we can understand who we are in God. But but I can't make you see yourself any different, and guess what? God can't either. You have to decide to see yourself like God. Let me explain this to you. Genesis 1, uh, and I quote this all the time. Why? Because it's in the first chapter of the book. I mean, you know, you turn the page, and like, this is, this is, this is, this is where it all starts. So this is, this is on the first page. So the first page is real important. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image. According to our likeness, not just physical, but spiritual, personality, moral likeness, and let them have complete authority. Everybody say complete authority. Complete authority. Now I'm going to tell you something. You have no authority if you have no power. Let's make them in our own image. Every man, every woman in our own image. Let's supernaturally endow them. That's what likeness means. Let's add our super to their natural. And then he he gives an illustration, even in this describing of what this means. Have complete authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the entire earth, over the entire... Over the entire... Over the entire world that you're in, watch this, and over the entire world that you're creating. Complete authority. Let me tell you something about your marriage. It's your marriage. Let me tell you something about your family. It's your family. Let me tell you something about your life. It's your life. And if God created everything and then he said, let us make man... In our own image, let's supernaturally endow him to do what we do. And we want to give him the picture so every hunter, male or female, says amen. Yes, I've got dominion over the fish, You see, the birds, of the air, the cattle. Over the entire earth and over everything that creeps on the earth, yes, including you. So that's where dominion starts. So... Over the fish of the sea, over the birds there, the air. Everybody can understand that. But then over the entire earth and over everything that creeps in there. So go to the next verse. Maybe there you have it. Okay. So God created man, say it with me, in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. And then here's the powerful thing. And here's what I say over and over from this pulpit. The first act of God was he blessed us. He blessed us, so he's created us in his image. The given is that you know this. The given is that you're created in the, in the image of God and in the likeness of God. You're a son and daughter of the most high God. Oh, by the way, here's your assignment for the rest of your life. You're blessed. I said you're blessed. So many people, they don't, they don't live blessed. God says, you're blessed. I'm going to grant you not just authority, but certain authority. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it. Put it under your power. Wow. Put it under your power. What if I don't have any power? Let me just tell you something. If you don't have power over yourself, you don't have any power. The Bible says that a person that doesn't rule their own spirit is like a city with its walls torn down. In other words, you don't have authority. So it all starts with you having power over you. Why? Because God wants you to have everything in the entire earth, in your world, under your authority. Next, go to the next slide, please. And rule. Wow, it just gets better and better. I don't just want to give you certain authority, but, but I want to give you power over your world, watch this now, and then rule or dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, everything that moves upon the earth. What, what is God trying to say? How you see yourself is going to determine how that goes. It's going to determine how that goes. And if you are viewing yourself based on what you think about yourself... If you're viewing yourself based on what others think about you, then guess what you're doing? You're allowing what they said, what they did, how they see you to cause you in security. But God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Josh, I'm so proud of Josh. Josh has a superpower of love. It's a superpower. You know why? And I explained this to him the other day. I said, Josh, you know what makes you such a great lover? You were so freakingly loved well. We loved that boy. We loved Keila. She was loved well. We loved our children well. Listen very carefully. So they can see themselves in a certain light. Watch this. Because they were loved well. Now, let me tell you something about most of you. Not all of you, but most of you. You married somebody that wasn't loved well. And you think the reason you don't feel the deep love from them that you would like to feel is just because there's something wrong with them or there's something wrong with you, and therefore there's something wrong with us. You see, when you marry somebody, most likely you've got at least one person that wasn't loved well. But when you get two people that weren't loved well, it's not heaven. That's what you are to me. That's the platters for those of you that are not old enough to appreciate that kind of fine music. But anyway, (laughs) it's not heaven on earth. It's hell on earth. And let me tell you the prescription for hell on earth. When two people who haven't been loved well get married and they think by getting married, they're going to have love. I could just talk about that for about an hour because here's what I'm telling you. Sheila married somebody that was not loved well. And she was a loved well. Her mother is one of the greatest lovers in the world. I had a chance to be with her and her twin sister and her older sister uh, this last week. And I said, you guys have got what, what I would call a trifecta of love. And I said, it's very unusual because... All three of you have been loved well, so there's, here's a clue to what your superpower is, and that is your superpower, the power that you have to give other people is to love them well. You see, whatever you know that you have that you've been given, that's part of the power that you possess to make happen for other people. But too often times we don't realize that. And by the way, just because you weren't loved well, it doesn't give you an excuse to suck at being a lover. (laughs) It ought to show you what your deficit is and quit acting, again, back to how you see yourself or how somebody else saw you reactively, but allow what somebody didn't do for you To make you know what you're supposed to do, so therefore, even if you're not loved well, you know what love looks like. And when I sit down with my family and they're little kids, and I'm talking to them about core values, and I'm telling them, "Here's how we're going to be as a family. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna these these are going to be the things that matter most in our family. Honor matters most in our family because honor makes everything else work. And so positive attitude matters most in our family, and excellence matters most in our family, and 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 leadership matters most in our family." We're going to lead ourselves so that we can be qualified to lead other people because you can't lead other people if you don't lead yourself well. And generosity, we're going to be generous. We're going to be generous. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be a generous family. And so I'm sitting and I'm teaching our family this. Why? Because I knew what it was not to have that kind of culture by design. Most of you grew up in families that was by default, not by design, but everything changes here and now because now you know you can design your company, you can design your family. You, In other words, you are just like God, you are world builders. Your, your marriage is your world. Your business is your world. Your relationships are your world. How do things work in your world? Well, God says hey, remember, you're made in my image and you're made according to my likeness. And by the way, if you'll see yourself this way, you'll be able to do in your world what I've done in my world and that's to make the impossible possible when you operate like me and see yourself like me. So, Exodus 7. Then the Lord said to Moses, I want you to see this. See, I want you to see something. Everybody say, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Come on, ask him. Say, God, open my eyes. He said, Moses, I want you to see I have made you like God. To who? The number one ruler in the earth. Listen, God has made you like him to your boss. God's made you like him to your family. God's made you like him to the person at the grocery store. God's made you like him wherever you go. I'm not happy to tell you this story, but I'm gonna tell you. I was having such a great time with my family this week and just driving along. We were in Colorado for a few days and I would just gone snow skiing for the first time this year and was really happy. 65 degrees, 95 inch base, the most perfect snow day of my life. And we're having such a great time. I'm just driving along Spencer, all of a sudden There she is, Miss State Trooper. (laughs) She wasn't happy. She comes walking up to my truck that she can barely see over. That was the first problem. Then she sees me. That was the second problem. And she was mad. I need your license. I need your uh, insurance. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, she goes, Did you know you were going 71 miles an hour to 55? I said, you know, I was just, I'm with my family, I was just driving. I didn't even like, not not really, no, I didn't, but I own it. Hey, I sped. Well, you will be receiving a citation. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Goes back to her car for an inordinate amount of time. I know none of you have ever experienced anything like this, but I'm just gonna share with you the opportunity that I had to exercise my superpower in this moment. So she comes back to the car. She's very like mad, like she's mad. And so she, Dave, she hands me the ticket and she said, here's where you need to sit at the next. I said, listen, I just want you to know something. I'm a son of a law enforcement official and I respect you. I respect your job. I own this. This is my problem. She was mad. I said, I'm not mad at you. So don't be mad at me. She kind of looks away, and I go, it's okay to smile. We're all, we're all family here. And you just gave me the ticket. I'm not mad at you. I respect you. Have a good day, sir. She walks away. Now, here's what I'm telling you. You can react to life based on how people see you, or you can just keep being you. And that's what God wants. In other words, it doesn't matter if it, listen, it wasn't that I was, I, I was wrong, but let's just don't be mean. I'm okay with it. I know you deal with people all the time that are mad because you pulled them over, but I'm not that guy. Now, if you got my wife, little Precious, you wanna, that, that's really not her superpower, but it's like, don't you need to be fighting crime somewhere? Because listen, I'm not a criminal. I know I was going about 50 miles over the speed limit, but I'm Precious, you're not. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding, I'm joking. I can't even make her look bad if I try to. It just doesn't even work. Huh? Oh, she's precious. Yes, okay. So anyway, look look what, what God said to Moses. He's his son. I want you to see something. I've made you like God to Pharaoh. And oh, oh, by the way, uh, Shaney, because of your insecurity, I'm going to uh, get your brother Aaron to speak for you because you don't think you can. That's That's... That's what he said. I've made you like God to the leader of the world, but also you think you can't like speak because you think you're a stutterer or whatever your problem is that you think you have with yourself. So here's the message to all of us. Listen very carefully. God will even provide you with the people that you need in your life if you are struggling with your insecurity. Okay, look at this. Look. Psalms 82, verse 1. God presides over heaven's court. Everybody say amen. Amen. He pronounces judgment on heavenly beings. Now, when you hear judgment, you think, oh, judgment. No, no, no. He's a just God. In other words, here's what he pronounces. Whatever you sow is going to be what you reap. Here's what I pronounce over your life. You have so much power that whatever you sow is you're going to reap. That's what God says. Here's what should give you confidence if you first fruit God. Whatever you sow is going to be what you reap. Here's the confidence that you should have no matter what kind of financial struggle you're going through. When you give over and above to God, he pronounces judgment over his heavenly beings. Whatever you sow is going to be what you reap. Yeah, but I'm just afraid if I give this, I won't have this. And if I do this and I... No, whatever you sow, he pronounces judgment over his heavenly beings. By the way, let me remind you something. Are you a heavenly being? Would you answer me, please? yes you are you're not just a human being having a spiritual experience you're a supernatural being having a human experience that's what you are but it's so hard for us to get this so again David who's Jesus' great-great-grandfather writes this and he says give justice to the poor and to the orphan uphold the rights of oppressed and destitute people rescue the poor and the helpless deliver them from the grasp of evil people who is he talking to? He's talking to rulers and magistrates. Who's he talking to? Kings and queens. Who's he talking to? Sons and daughters of God. What is our assignment in the earth? Listen, he says, I am pronouncing judgment in the most positive sense. Whatever you sow is going to be what you reap in your life. Give justice to the poor and to the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and the helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. Why? Because, look, I say, this is God. You are God. I never heard that when I was growing up. And Rod, I know you didn't in the Baptist church. <laughs> All you heard is when you were a sinner, you missed it, you blown it, you better get your butt right with God. And that's how most of you have heard Religion. Look at what God says. I say you are gods. You are all my children of the Most High God, and you've got to have power. You've got to have authority. You've got to have money. You've got to have blessing. Why? Because there's some poor, orphan, destitute people that need my sons and daughters to arise, take their place, operate in their superpower, and make the impossible possible for people. Come on, church. That's our destiny. Every time I look over here and Garrett Uncleback's sitting over here, everything on the inside of Garrett, when I'm preaching like this, wants to go, yes! So Garrett, why don't you stand up and do it? Yes! Let me tell you why. Because that boy didn't stop and ask his mommy and daddy, how old were you when you decided to be a Navy SEAL? 19. 19. Goes down, signs up, tells the recruiter, I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. And he goes, and guess what the Navy SEALs get called for? Impossible situations. They are dropped into hell zones. They are the last line of hope. And they come, they halo jump. How far? How, how are you? 13 to 30,000 feet. We're going to drop you right down Afghanistan. They're going to love y'all. They're going to love you. By the way, what are you carrying with you when you make that, that jump? Just give us some, some things. What do, you, what, do you have, what do you have in your backpack? How much weight do you have on you when you're falling 30,000 feet? Just Watch this. So everybody goes, hey, now he's not going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. When the Navy SEALs land on a, what do you call that boat out in the middle? Aircraft carrier. (laughs) This is the truth. It's like the Super Bowl champions have just stepped on the boat. Everybody gives them honor. You know why? Because they've been called a lot of times by the President of the United States, I need you to go into this situation and I need you to fix it. And even the President, and some of you have seen it, watches with awe as they go in and there's a guy that's wreaking hell and havoc in the earth and they go in and say we're not just gonna kill you we're gonna kill your family we're gonna kill everything that's evil about you and we are going to take control of this situation god said that's my children in the earth i want to drop you in the job that you're in not to complain not to gripe I want to to make you be born in the family that you're in because you are the one person in your family that gives your family hope and power and authority. Come on, church. How much did your training cost? Some of you are sitting here today. And you don't realize that you're more powerful than that guy sitting right over there as a Navy SEAL. God says, I want you to rescue the orphan. I want you to feed the poor. we get up here and we talk about offerings, don't be a, I wish I could say it, but I'm not going to. (laughs) All the church wants is my money. What if that guy that was trained for $10 million they invested $10 million. They got how many years of your life? Six years of his life for $10 million. So that there could be a group of people in the context of a larger tribe that when something needs to be fixed, there's a few people that we can call. And when they show up, everything gonna be all right. Yeah, they're here. That's how they ought to feel when you get to work. That's how your boss ought to feel about you. That's how your family ought to feel about you. That's how your church ought to feel about you. I didn't just come here to sit. I came here to give. I came to use what God gave me because if any two of us agree as touching anything on earth, my Father in heaven will do it. And God says, you don't get to do this. Do what? Give justice to the poor. Make orphans unorphaned. Uphold the rights for the oppressed and the destitute. You don't get to rescue the poor and the helpless and deliver them from the grasp of evil people if you don't understand That you are powerful beyond your ethnicity. You're powerful beyond your socioeconomic status. You're powerful beyond your experience. I say, God says, you are God. (laughs) Who? All children of the most high God. It almost sounds like heresy, doesn't it? There's been a lot of debate over this, by the way. Wow, are we really gods? Are you the son of God? Are you the son of God? I mean, let's let's go uh, let's go uh, uh, mythological for a minute. If I'm the son of Zeus, <laughs> is there royalty in my blood? Well, yeah, we can believe that. If you're a son and daughter of God. Why don't you quit acting like your daddy and what he didn't do or your mommy and what they didn't do and your family that you were born into doesn't have your eternal destiny. God chose for you to be born. You might be adopted. You might have been abducted. You might be uh, uh, victimized by somebody. But guess what? Out of your storm is gonna come what, Kela? Your solution. Out of your problem is gonna come what? Your promise preaching for you. Out of your mess is going to come your message. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my Story. Oh, wait, let me just tell you about my story. If you don't you know, understand I was abused and I was divorced and, man, they kicked me to the curb and fired me unfairly. And so this is my song, praising my Savior. God, I can't control what they did. I can't control what they said. I can't control how they see me. But I am your son, and because I'm your son, I'm powerful. Because I'm your son, I'm going to lead myself because I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to be led by your spirit, listen, and not be led by a spirit of offense. You see, so many people in the church are not led by the spirit. They're led by a spirit of offense. And God said, stop it. You're my kids. You're powerful. Quick and defended because you let somebody make you feel weak. They said something that hurt my feelings. Really? Really? You're a daughter of God. It doesn't matter how he treated you. Doesn't matter what your daddy did or didn't do. God chose for you to be born. God has a destiny for your life. God has a purpose for you. You're powerful. I'm speaking that into you. You're powerful. You're powerful. then there was this man named Jesus. Believe it or not, he was God's son. He was actually called the son of the most high, just like David called all of us. Wow. And he was God's only son who came and died on the cross so that we could all be sons and daughters. And that the same spirit that raised him from the dead, he was the first, listen, here's what the Bible says. Jesus' own brother James says this in the book of James. Jesus was the firstborn among the dead. He was the firstfruits. And then Jesus said, the works that I do, I will tell y'all something, brothers and sisters, greater works than these will you do. Because I'm going to the Father. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Because in the past, now listen to this. In the past, y'all had to be around me to get money out of fish's mouth. We need to pay your taxes. In the past, y'all need to be around me for blind eyes to be opened. But now I'm going to go to the Father. And guess why you're going to do greater works than these? Because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. God's super into your natural And as you open up your heart and say, God, I want more of you in my life, more of you to make things right, more of you living on the inside of me. He had one hit. His name was Denny Carell, 1972. That was the song. I want more of you. Every day, more of you. To show me your way, more of you. Less of me. God, don't let what I see keep me from seeing how you see me so that I can see others the way that you see them and so that with me, things might be impossible. But with God, and now that I'm God's son, and I know that I'm God's son, Through me, you will do impossible things. That's what's gonna happen. How many of you want more of God? Come on, more of the Holy Spirit. I want more. So Jesus, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him. How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them and said, I told you, and you don't believe me. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. I want to stop right here and tell you something. I talked about it last weekend, but Josh and I did a men's conference recently, one of the greatest men's events I've ever been a part of in my life, anywhere in the world. We had hundreds of men that came up to us. There were thousands there, but hundreds of men that came up to us personally. And maybe it was dozens, but it seemed like hundreds. And here's what they said. Your son proves your message. We were so moved. Pastor Keith, what you said was great. But him, he's the proof of everything you said. Now listen. When you understand something, that it's your marriage... It's your family, it's your business. God will cause everything about you that's about him to be proven in the lives of people that are around you. That's why it's so important for you to take ownership in the most positive sense, as a steward. But like you owned it, as a steward for God, your marriage. To steward your children. To steward your business, to steward your time, to steward your life. It's so important. So Jesus said, he said, the works that I do, I do them in my Father's name. That bears witness based on not only who, what's this, he is, but who I am. Then he goes on to say this. But when you're not my sheep, you don't know that. See, some of you, y'all listen very carefully. Allie, I keep like getting your name like in my spirit, really, for real. Like for years, you were like a gymnast. You know, you were known as a gymnast. You were a great gymnast. And then here's what happens when we're very good at something and it goes away, we can get lost. And we can think, that was the best part of my life. And we don't think that anything else in the future is ever going to be as better as that. So God's speaking to you right now, so I want you to really hear me. Don't just hear me, I want you to hear God. All that was was practice for what you can do, it wasn't about gymnastics. Every discipline that it took to make you great, and you were great. Everything that you were able to do, that everybody here would stand in awe and watch you as an Olympic-type gymnast. That was practice for the greater things that God had for you in your future. So what does the devil do? He comes and he tells us, your life will never be better than that. He, he, he gets us, he gets our, our identity wrapped up in that. And God says, No, 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 no. You, you right here. Yeah, they're your parents, but you're my daughter. And because you're my daughter, there's, so, there's a tinsel in you. There's a tenacity in you, there's a discipline in you that even that your parents don't have, that because they have been the kind of parents that they've been, they will be shoulders for you, but you will go way beyond. Why will you go way beyond? Because you've got what it takes, but you have to see yourself how God sees you. Now, some of y'all don't know who I'm talking about. You don't need to know who I'm talking to. But I'm talking to you because God's talking to you, because every time I come in, it he goes, Allie, okay, all right, God, all right, I'm gonna stop. So I'm saying this to you today. In the name of Jesus, today everything changes. Take that discipline. Take that discipline and decide what you're going to do with it and go make a lot of money for the kingdom. Take that discipline that made you one of the best in your sport to make you one of the best in life. Because there's one immutable thing that is, that is, that, that is absolutely determinant in every aspect of life, and it's discipline. Most people do not know the secret of discipline. When you know the secret of discipline, if I can be disciplined in one area, I can be disciplined in every area. I just take what I learned in that area and I apply it to this area. And whatever greatness that I've gotten a picture of that I can be a part of, God says, it's just that. It's a picture, listen now, for the greater things that come. So Keila, come here real quick. Go over there, lay your hands on Ally. And today, everything's changing. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you stopped this service because you kept saying to me, Allie, Allie, Allie. So I'm, I've done it. So now, God, I pray that you do it. Even as Kela puts her hands on her life, I thank you that today, March 31st, 2019, Everything changes for the better in the name of Jesus. Everything that's not of God is falling off like chains in the name of Jesus. And God, you're doing a new thing in Allie's life. And I thank you for it. And everybody said. God loves you, girl. You're a winner. You're a winner. And the enemy of your soul wants to think you're a loser because you've made some bad decisions. You're not. You're a winner. But you would hear your heavenly father say that. So live up to that every day. Get up. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. You've got what it takes. All right, so that's for her, but it was for some other people too. But listen to what I'm telling you. Listen very carefully. <sighs> Jesus goes on. Here's what he says. My sheep know my voice. So, Allie, you can just hear me say that and go, oh, that was nice. And, hey, or you can go, hey, that's God speaking to me, okay? But he doesn't have to call your name to speak to you. Everybody put an amen on that. He already knows your name. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus said, and I know them and they follow me. Here's the revelation. And I give them eternal life. Okay, the way we grew up, uh, Vicky your buddy, eternal life, that meant we're gonna die and we're gonna have eternal life in heaven. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Here's what he's saying. I give those who know me and follow me an eternal perspective in their temporary situation. And so you've already gotten a word today. In their storm, what's gonna happen? They're gonna find a solution. The storm is gonna bring the solution there would have been no solution without the storm. Reframe it. We just want the storm to go away. God says, no, the storm is gonna produce the solution. That's not about the storm, but it was a solution you needed for your next level. The problem, what was the deal with the problem? The promise, wow, I just want the problem. How many of you like me, I don't want any problems. I do not want any problems. I want all problems to go away. You know what God put me on the earth to do? I'm going to my Superman pose right now. You know what God put me on the earth to do? God put me on the earth to solve problems. Every problem's last name is solved. And when you're in the mix and you're God's son and you're God's daughter, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your business, you are the solution. Come on. I'm not just saying this. God's saying it. So he says, I give them an eternal life, an eternal perspective in life. I add super to their natural, watch this, and they shall never perish. Now, if you took this literally, you'd say, God gives you eternal life and you'll never die. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. God's going to give you a power to take every temporary situation and put it in an eternal perspective and add your faith to it. And then he says, and you're never, they're never going to perish. You're never going to lose again. This is a prophetic word for you. You're never going to lose again. I said, you're never going to lose again. I said, you're never going to lose again. Come on. You're never going to lose. As I mentioned, I was with my family this last week, and they go, man, we just want you to go fishing with us. I go, no, you don't. Now, David, I told them, they're begging me, go fish with us. You know who I'm talking about. I said, you know, I'm not going to go fishing with you. Because if I went fishing with you, it would cause you a problem. He goes, what do you mean? I said, because I'd catch more fish than you, and it would make you so mad. So I'm not going to go fishing with you. And I'm telling you, it's the absolute truth. David, every time I've ever gone fishing, I catch more than everybody. Everybody ends up hating me. You want to go to Las Vegas? Let's go. Because here's here's what I believe. I'm going to win. I said, here's what I believe. I'm going to win. And when you understand that you're God's son and you're God's daughter, this is the kind of God he wants you to have. My family's going to win. My marriage is going to win. My kids are going to win. My finances are going to win. I'm going to win. Why would we say that? Because God said, I have blessed you to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. I have created you to win. Paul had to remind the church of Corinth, 1 Corinthians nine Don't you know that all run? So run that you might win. Usain, Usain Bolt. Those of you in the athletic world, you know who I'm talking about. You know how many seconds he ran? 115 seconds total in his career. You know how much 115 seconds made him? $110 million. You know how many gold medals he won in a hundred what I say, 115 seconds, nine gold medals. 115 seconds with 20 years. Man, this is hard. I'm tired of running. I just want to race. That's how a lot of people do their business. Not getting where I want to go. Taking so long. Don't you think God wastes one tear? The Bible says he stores them up for you and your tears become a river of blessing for you. That's what the Bible says. He stores your tears. He's seen every tear that you've cried. So he says, don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your tears. I'm bottling them up because if you'll learn the lessons that only you can learn I'll use those, te- those tears as a river to get you down the way of where you need to be. That's the word of the living God. So Jesus, I'm almost through. He says, I'm gonna give them eternal life. In the name of Jesus, on March 31st, in this miracle month, God, give them your super into their natural like never before. Help them to feel empowered like never before so that they will not perish or ever lose. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father's given them to me, and He's greater than all. No one will be able to snatch them out of my hand. Well, listen to what their response was. Thank you, Jesus. You are so awesome. Thank you for giving us this word. We believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. No, that's not what they said. Go to the next verse. Next verse. You, you missed a verse. Then they took up stones to stone him. You know why? I say this with all due respect. You know why places like this don't talk about the supernatural? Because this guy right here, has to believe this all the way or he can't speak it. Oh, you don't hear much about the supernatural. You know why? Because the guy that's talking or the girl that's talking has got to believe it all the way. They didn't believe, so what was their response? I ain't even going to talk about haters, but here's what I'm telling you, because we don't have any hate going on right now that I know of. But here's what I'm telling you. People... Hate winners when they're losers, and so all they can do is watch and criticize. My deal is, hey, come on, come on, y'all, come on, get in, get in the game. Oh, there, blah, 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 blah. you're on the sidelines, dude. I am in the freaking coliseum, and I'm gonna kill the giants. You can, you can be in the stands, say whatever you want. I'm gonna go make it happen. And Jesus, so here's what happened. Here, here's this spirit. I want you to see the spirit. The Spirit is, put it back up there, guys, when I point to that, yeah, thank you. So then the Jews took up stones again to stone him like this wasn't the first time. We didn't like what you said. Why? Y'all listen to me. You can't walk out of here pitiful if you came in here pitiful. You can't walk out of here holding on to hurt if you came in here hurting. Here's what I want you to know. You are a son and daughter of the Most High God. Now you have a responsibility to deal with yourself. That's what makes this message hard. I didn't tell y'all what I did at the men's conference but So when they were saying all that about Josh, I said, hey, we need to get some things right. So I called all 2,000 of them together. I said, I just need to tell y'all something. I know Josh, like, it seems like he's proof of my message, but he's, he's married, but he's got three women on the side. Uh, and uh, he struggles a little bit with dipping and drinking. And, but, uh, but I just have to be honest with you. Um, he, uh, he didn't really bind our family core values. Uh, he, uh, he's horrible with money. And uh, just about everything he touches uh, doesn't turn to gold. It turns to dust. And I'm really proud of him. Son, tell him what you got. The proof is in the living. The proof is in the giving. The proof is not in the saying. That's what makes this hard. A lot of people know, but they don't do it. So here's the, here's, here's the spirit behind this. They picked up stones again. We don't like what you said. Next verse. Jesus said, many good works I've shown you from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? Like what? I, I, bro, why you want to stone me? Watch this, and they said, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Y'all get ready, get ready. Are y'all ready for this? Jesus answered them, said, Is it not written in your law, I said. You're about to stone me because you're saying I claim to be a son of God. Is it not written in your law? I said, I'm speaking for God now. God said, you're God's. Okay, I'm gonna stone myself. Are you getting this? Let's go to the next verse. If he, God, called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world you're blaspheming because I said, I'm the son of God? You see, when you know who you are, the people who don't know who they are, they'll criticize you for who you are. Just remember that. Just remember that. Just remember that. that. I'm, I'm finished. If I do not believe the works of my father, or if I, if I do not do the works of my father, don't believe me. Hey, let me tell y'all something. It's time for your neighbors to know. It's time for the people at your job to know that you are God's son and you're God's daughter and your, your call is to help rescue their desperate, broken, orphaned, disconnected life to God. And that's why I wanna challenge you between now and Easter to invite people to church so we can rescue them. That's what God's called us to do. That's what God's called us to do. But watch this, if there's no proof in my life, who wants what I have? Does that make sense? Okay. But if I do, do what? Do the works of God. Though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. God help me. We're done, but I need to do this. Listen to me. There's some of you that are here, and the bottom line is you have not been seeing yourself the way. God sees you. You've not been seeing yourself like God. You've been seeing yourself based on your failures. You've been seeing yourself based on what other people said. Some of you, this goes real deep on the inside of you. The insecurity that you struggle with is because it doesn't matter how old you get, it never goes away. Because until you change what you see, nothing that you see changes. There's not a lot of things that I know just that I am, that I can stand up even though I've proclaimed, here's who I am, I'm an odds defier, I was raised from the dead. I believe I'm, God's gonna use me to help raise people from the dead. I believe that with all my heart. There's a lot of things I could say, but if there's one thing I can say that I know who I am, I am an outspeaker for God. And what, what I say based on what he says, it happens in people's lives. My kids can testify to this. My wife can testify to this. Why? Because I believe it all the way. God wants to use you because he wants you to understand you're his son and you're his daughter. And some of you, what's stopping the supernatural in your life is the way you're seeing yourself. And again, it might be because of the way you think other people see you or what happened in your childhood or whatever it was, but today is your day of freedom. And if you say, I want to start seeing myself like god sees me when you walk into a room the room changes when you're in a situation the situation changes when no matter what happens if you're in that place and it comes into your sphere that god's going to use what comes out of your mouth as you speak those things that, that are not as though they were that those things are going to begin to manifest and those things are going to begin to happen Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevatelive forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.